0: Alright guys, if you're listening, welcome to welcome to Beer Buddies. Um, today we've uh, we're doing something we've wanted to do for a while. Doing it's a four bottle spread of the Goose Islands uh, Bourbon Country Stout series. So we have a 2018, a 2017, a 2016, and a 2015. Um, we've been spending the the probably the whole calendar year. Doing some research and reading up on, um, I guess, the differences between a beer that you just let sit in a bottle for a while versus one you drink immediately. Um, So we want to sort of taste the progression over the last four years. and Then we also have two special edition 2018s that have some different tasting notes that we'll talk about at the end as well, plus some, you know, normal debauchery and Antics, as we normally oh, do.
1: Most definitely. All right, uh, so we'll start with the, the 2018. Yep, the newest one. We just mm-hmm. had this one a couple weeks ago. Just came out. Mm. and it smells good. Well, after having that uh Mala blaster last night, I think it really kind of opened up my, my palate. I don't know about yours, but tasting the marshmallow, which this way. very different, yeah. All of these, these regular bourbon country ones are supposed to have... A little bit of a graham cracker, or a caramel note to a little bit of marshmallow toasted over yeah, a fire. The kind of had a, the yeah, the Malo Blast had a whole
0: lot more, and I didn't realize until we, we drank them in that order.
1: Yeah. Mm. Smells good. All right. Bottom. And cheers. And cheers. <laughs> you just say bottoms up. Yeah, it's not one of those beers, man. We got to slow down. Ah. This one's got bite to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can.
1: You Normal tasting strong.
0: notes on the on the bourbon, right? The bourbon country stout it has a, that barrel age feel, that oakiness to it. Um, nice body for the high ABV.
1: You can definitely tell it's got a high ABV when you, right when it goes in your mouth. Though. Right, it's got that that's that bite. Hundred percent goes down a little warm. Uh, this one, I know we've had the 17 and the 16 before. I think the 16 was the one that was really syrupy, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it's cold. This one, not so much. The mouth feels a little different. Right, so 18 is a little bit lighter than the mouth. Um, I get more, I get a little bit more of the, um, I get less of the marshmallow in this one than I remember, but I'm getting kind of a, not necessarily oak, but like a wood, a little bit of a walnut flavor, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> not quite earthy.
0: So, typically what happens when you're Aging a beer, right? You want to, or at least bottle aging the beer. You're going to do something, you're going to choose, typically it's the darker beers because the hoppy beers lose their character over a long period of time. The hops don't stay with the beer, with the, um, the aromas at least and the, the bitterness. They tend to fade quickly mm-hmm. um, versus the the stouts and even some porters. You know, if it's a double-digit ABV and higher, you can afford to set that aside Uh, save it at room temperature for about a year and then crack it up and usually Mm. most of them are good for about anywhere from 6 months I think to about 18 months is typically optimal aging time and um, that's all it varies by the beer and the ABV and um, the only way to really know if you did it well is to
1: open it and drink it Um, yeah I guess it also varies on where you are aging it like depending on where you live Right, different so requirements you'd have to have like we just put it. <clears throat> I put these in my desk, in my drawer, so mm-hmm. like it, it's not a big deal. Uh, in California, like it doesn't. I'm not living in Hawaii, right. Or anything. Well, my <clears throat> stash. I mean, yeah. I have them
0: wrapped in foil because the foil will block out the sunlight, and the sunlight can alter things too. Um, well, typically, if you were to have in this, within the same batch of beer, if you were to, if you were able to compare what it tasted like when you first drank it. Versus uh, letting it age for you. Typically, it mellows itself out. It gets a little bit smoother. Um, but uh, like with these stouts, they'll get a little chocolateier, um, like silkier. Mm. Um, they should bite less, but we'll find out. Let's move. So uh, 2018. 17. 2018. What are let's recap again? Like what were our overall thoughts? Nice
1: bite. It was a little bit stronger, so if you like that feel, the mouthfeel of a not as heavy of a bourbon barrel stout, that's kind of ironic to say, but it um, wasn't as heavy as some of the other ones we've had. Uh, definitely not as heavy. I'd say it's actually probably on par. It just had the new, um, I want to say it's Dripping with Desire from Revision, that Imperial Stout. Oh, it's okay. about similar yeah. mouthfeel, um, similar heftiness, because that one's about 13%. These are about 14.5%, 15 um, mm. but that one from revision is not barrel aged, but it has that same body that, that really complex set of flavors as these do. I think since these are aged in a barrel for so long, it kind of helps mellow out some of that, you know, some of that bitterness. Cause these are, you know, stouts are traditionally known for bitterness. Right. It's supposed to pour herself.
0: Well, within that, okay. So that's a great segue. Oh. Smell it. Ooh. I get much less bite than I got out of the last bottle immediately. Oh yeah. Um less of the bourbon smell it's less, it smells less potent
1: is what he said Oh, try it though feel how much smoother this one is is what it's like drinking silk man this is way better than a fresh eighteen which 18's already been aged I want to say for uh... six months in the barrels I think six months yeah so this one we're looking at uh... just over a year in the bottle and then six months in the barrel that year in the bottle did a lot for it man seventeen is smooth it is really smooth. I do kind of miss some of the bite that comes with the eighteen. Yeah, I feel like if you weren't aware of it, this being a very very high content, alcohol content beer, it would definitely creep up on you because this one's much faster to mm-hmm. drink. Go through a hundred really percent.
0: Which is interesting. I mean, at the rate we're going, it's almost concerning because if like the drop off in bite between 2018 and 2017, if it's linear by the year, 2015 is basically gonna be water.
1: What's, yeah, so we've had I think we started doing a gift exchange with the 2016 bottle, right? That mm-hmm. was the one. so we've never had the 2015, we've never even had a 15 before, but we found one randomly at some store, and uh, yeah, I grabbed it.
0: And the other thing <laughs> I think I think that's um, really important to talk about is uh, each batch will be a little bit different too. So this aging thing we're doing, there's definitely a margin for error. Um, with what we're doing oh, because the yeah, 2017 batch, even out of the bottle, I remember it, it tasting very different than the 2018. So an age 2017, I mean, I think we'll, we'll sort of highlight what happens mm-hmm. with the aging beer, but there's no way to know for sure.
1: Yeah, the only way, which I think you and I talked about doing this year, is to buy an entire case of the same beer. Hopefully, the case was transported and stored well on the way, uh, and then you age that beer. Which this one specifically, this Bourbon Country from Goose Island, can age for five years.
0: But even then, so, like, how do you? So that's my point. Even if you age a whole case, that whole case is going to taste the same. There's no way to take a 2017, like a fresh 2017, mm-hmm. and compare it to a year old 2017. There's not.
1: No. That's what. Yeah. So that's yeah. my point. Is with each each batch, you know, there's going to be well, so on top of that, we found we didn't buy these bottles in twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. We bought them this year, I believe. Earlier in the years when we found these, right? So mm-hmm. who knows how the store owner kept them? Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows how that specific batch turned out? Because not every bottle is from the same batch. I believe they make like a thousand barrels or something like that. It's oh, a pretty yeah, large. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a large volume, uh, especially since we're still seeing two thousand seventeen bottles on the shelf mm-hmm. a year, a year a little bit over a year later. You know, that's all they made a lot of it. So there's a lot of variables, variables in the brewmaster and how he made it, variables in uh, actually the production process itself, Uh, transportation to the store, storage of the store, whoever bought them, how you Mm -hmm. stored them, how long you've aged them. Um, Yeah, there's all kinds of
0: stuff. And for at least two, I think maybe three of these bottles, you know, we haven't stored stored them for that long. We found the 15, the 16, and the 17 all over summer at different liquor stores. Mm -hmm. So... um, So much of that process that you're talking about, all the variables, we haven't accounted for with 75% of what we're doing.
1: Yeah. So it's really interesting. Okay, so I want to see if you agree with me before we move on to 16. Mm -hmm. The main difference, uh, I got a lot of that oak. Uh, 18 was a little bit drier. 17, not as dry. Um, A Mm -hmm. little bit more caramel. Okay. Okay.
0: I could see that that wasn't that wasn't gonna be. I mean, I agree with you, but that, I mean, I can taste it. I yeah, I get it. I, that wasn't what I was gonna point to. I think I could just get so much more of the chocolate characteristics out of it. Um, yeah. So because of how like it's smoother and velvety, almost has like a chocolate mousse kind of thing going for it.
1: Yeah. In comparison. Yeah. I got that too. I was trying to put my finger on it, but I think yeah. No caramel. Because... I, I,
0: I could see caramel. I just um. For the sake of whoever's listening, I don't want to be like, yeah, I agree. That's exactly what happened because I, I don't think that's – that wasn't how I would have described it at first, but I think you're right.
1: It's not part of the tasting notes, but uh, I'm going to say it again. Uh, walnuts. <laughs> that after, after taste, after everything's kind of come and gone, walnuts. All right, so here's the 16. <sighs> Hold on. Let me, let me get my nose in this one. Ooh, you can you're talking about chocolate, you can smell chocolate in mm-hmm. sixteen. Even without even putting it in your mouth, you can smell the chocolate. Mmm. Alright, cheers again. Cheers again. So, uh funny story with this if one. Drinkers, bad luck. I, that's right. This one's thick. More much more char. Uh, yeah, that oaky flavor's coming back. But it's um, a different oaky flavor. Mm-hmm. This is more of that charred bourbon barrel oak flavor that we're getting,
0: but the chocolate is really coming out as we yeah. going, right? More and more and more, you're getting a lot more of the chocolate. Um, I think the, the graham cracker fades the fastest.
1: Oh yeah, I think. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, I think with we'll have to see after four bottles, but you know my what I'm guessing is you kind of have to pick your poison with aging these beers. Uh, yeah. so aging like, them is its own experience And then drinking them as they come is its own experience I think it comes down to personal preference Because yeah. the, the graham cracker Stuff you're getting out of the 2018 Is really nice mm-hmm. And I
1: don't necessarily Miss it in the 2016 Oh 2016 it's almost You wouldn't almost believe that it's the same beer Right It's how different they are um,
0: But 2016 is fantastic And I do think it's worth aging it Oh, but if you're really, really hell bent on tasting the beer in its purest form, I don't think aging is the way to go. I think aging, I guess, like in a musical sense, is like more experimental. You know what
1: I mean? Like you know, it's just as <clears> valuable, <throat> worthwhile, but it's not the purest form of the beer. I think, I think what you and I are, are kind of doing our experiment with aging here. Um, I've heard a lot of people not only age um, really high alcohol alcohol content styles and porters, dark beers, uh, New Glory. The guy that we really like, who I can't remember his name, Mm -hmm. he says he ages his IPAs for two to three weeks. So I think once you understand the aging process and how it interacts, or how how it changes some of the beers that you like to drink, depending on the brew style, you can kind of predict based on trying a fresh version of that beer, how it will be when it's aged, and you can make that determination if you want to age that one, if you want to drink it fresh, if you kind of have an uh, uh, educated guess on how it's going to turn out if you age it, maybe that's what you like. Your personal preference, right? right? So I've actually been curious. We're doing the the aged dark beers. I think we should do another one where we've aged uh, a can release of like a double or a triple IPA for like two or three weeks in a can and then try it. Apparently, the New Glory guys say that kind of helps settle the beer a little bit, makes it a little more palatable, makes it not as – I think we've experienced
0: some of that too. A little bit
1: without realizing it, huh? Mm -hmm. We've
0: done – well, I mean – um well no we did it over the summer we had uh some mind shaker from new glory we had a couple weeks later and it wasn't quite as fruity it wasn't quite as like sweet
1: uh, yeah those were really sweet all the light toast mm-hmm.
0: i mean it's great yeah. as it is but i i have a hard time making it through a full pint of that by myself yeah whereas um a couple weeks later it mellowed out just a little bit
1: yeah, it was really nice to drink that second time mm-hmm. around.
0: We should do something like that with IPAs. I'd be interested to record an episode with drinking them as they come, mm-hmm. and then drinking them three weeks later. So putting those two together? And seeing what the difference Ooh, would be. That might be cool. That would
1: be pretty cool. Um, Are you feeling this yet, by the way? Because I'm feeling this pretty much. We've done about two and a half to three ounce pours. Uh, I was asked about this. I love the Okie of the 2016. Well, the 16... If you remember correctly, the 16 is what made you and I both fall in love with barrel-aged beers. Uh-huh. Not just aged barrel-aged it's, beers, but fresh. Even
0: being aged – okay, so as much as I just went on a rant about personal preference, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> 2016 is better than the other two. Like even oh, yeah. being like over the hill – Mm-hmm um i guess the draw it's like the old lady that knows her way around the bedroom like you're gonna have a nice time um <laughs> well if you if you go down the line
1: <laughs> would you say 18 was your least favorite 17 was a little better 16 is pretty good how do you feel uh about 15 going i feel 15? like i'm giving the edge to 18 over 17 you, you think so Because 17 was really, really mellow. It it felt like uh, 18 had claws and was in your face, and then 17 was kind of timid. So I guess it depends on kind of what you're
0: looking for. Um, For a bourbon barrel stout, I feel like even being aged and expecting that drop off, I feel like 17 dropped off a little too much.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Well, you know, this
0: isn't the first 17 we've
1: had. I think this is a lot more mild than than the other 17 we had. We had a 17 fresh, and I remember we both loved it. It was great. It's
0: cool yeah, it was good. Yeah. I don't think this seventeen aged well. That's kind of my anticipation. Yeah. Um but also sixteen, I remember seventeen not being as good as sixteen. I remember yeah. that as much as I thought seventeen was good, I remember us not enjoying it the same. As sixteen? Like sixteen's like a ten out of ten. If you find a twenty sixteen oh. Bourbon Country Stout or Bourbon County stout, go go get it. It's Whew, that's a good beer, but...
1: <clears throat> Unless it's... The uh, 2017
0: was good, and I remember thinking it would be better than 2018, but in, I don't know. This 2017, I don't think... It depends on what you're going for. If you're going for smooth and velvety, 2017
1: yeah. is oh, where it's 17 at. was like a warm blanket. That yeah. That was nice.
0: It was... Uh, so I'm really interested to see 2015, because we've never had that beer at all. We didn't have it when hmm. it came out.
1: So also, what we haven't done yet with... Do you have another 2016, by the way? No, I have 17. We had 17 a couple times.
0: No, you so you don't have another 2016. in No, your this was stash. the only
1: one that my stash right now. I have a 2017 that is just hanging out in my closet. So we got
0: another two years before we're gonna do something like this. Then
1: yeah, could be. So I just want to say though, the one thing we didn't do yet, we've done it with 16, we've done it with 17. I don't think we've sat and slow sipped an 18 yet. Because these mm-hmm. beers, another quality of these beers that we – it's actually what really kindled – I already had an interest in beer. I, already, I liked IPAs. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew how to taste IPAs, West Coast versus East Coast. And that was about it. So the part that really started that fire was tasting a 16 in a sniffer or was a 17 in a sniffer and letting it kind of warm up in your hand. and so, like, Especially with this Bourbon County Stout, uh, the flavors change. As it warms up, different flavors come out. It, so basically, if you spend half an hour drinking, you know, a 12 ounce pour or 15 ounce pour of this beer, it's almost a completely different beer in half an hour, 40 minutes, because the temperature changes some of these these flavors that come out of it. So it gets a little bit more bitter chocolate if you like that chocolate flavor. It comes out towards the end once it warms up. Uh, a lot more of the marshmallow in the middle. You get a lot of the oakiness, when it's cold, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's actually that in itself was really really interesting to me. I don't know if you had the same experience. I'm assuming No, you I, I, Yeah. We, we, we have. I, so, you're right. We, um... We just haven't done that with an 18 yet to see how it does. 18 just came out. I think we split a bottle, and that was about it.
0: So, you know, we'll, we'll crack open the 2015 in a minute, right? And then after that, we should crack open the, uh... We should probably do a small pour of the regular 2018 to reset our palettes. hmm And then do the 2018 limited edition stuff that we have. Mm-hmm. I will do tasting notes on those
1: so we've never had 15 though and uh, I'm actually I'm a little nervous right now the the jump from 17 to 16 was a big jump and everyone that I've, I've talked to everyone that I've seen online on forums and stuff say that 15 is the year to get oh boy so what are you smelling this one smells boozy
0: yeah the, uh, oh, wow. the bourbon really comes out of this one. And I think um, I would almost be shocked to have this in its purest form without potent it is. Because, yeah. man, as much as these beers are supposed to smooth themselves out. And we've, we've done some barrel aging or some bottle aging things with our collections over the last six to eight months. Uh, we've tried different vintages over the last six to eight months. This is our first. Our first time doing a spread with multiple years of the same beer – or more than two years, I should say, of the same beer. Um, yeah. And most of the time we find that it just smooths itself out and it becomes, you know, velvety earth Like we've just – I can't hit that nail over and over like mm-hmm. enough. Like,
1: um, the anomaly being 2016 Goose Island. And maybe 15, <laughs> maybe 17 is just yeah. a dud. Cheers to a new old beer. This is like drinking syrup. So it smells thick. a lot more potent, but it definitely doesn't taste as potent as it smells no, but you feel how much thicker this one is mm mm-hmm. oh man this, this is one thick. has just
0: as much body as the sixteen and perhaps more body than the seventeen which oh, yeah. I think
1: sixteen definitely have more body than seventeen. I think this and, is on par but it's like
0: right and I ooh. think uh, that's with the twelve month disadvantage too you know I mm-hmm. think that's that's pretty impressive.
1: I'm gonna say this one's a little bit more bitter than sixteen. It's a little bit more stouty, at least initially. Yeah. 16 was sweet. The marshmallow the marshmallow
0: sticks out in this one to me, though. The 2015, I think the marshmallow is really hanging out.
1: Oh, yeah. As soon as that initial, you get past that initial bitter, the boozy flavor, that little bit of warmness and you get, as you drink it, the aftertaste starts to come in as it starts to break down your mouth. You get that really nice toasted, the toasted marshmallow. But the graham cracker is gone. There's the graham, no, Yeah. Um, even
0: 2017, the graham cracker has gone. So... Um, with the mellowing out, and this is the thing we've consistently seen with beers that we've aged and all of that, with, with m- bottle aging your beers, you're going to lose a little bit of the tasting notes. So if that's going to bother you, um, not having, you know, the full tasting notes that are on the bottle, um, that's more of a purist way of drinking your beer. Yeah. Um, you if that's going to bother that's... you, which to be honest, like it kind of, it, it doesn't sit a hundred percent well with me. Um, bottle aging, it's its own thing. Um, yeah, you're going to lose a little bit, um, with these, with these beers. And I think it's okay. Like I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't regret it. Um, but they're drinking it when it comes out is it's again, it's its own experience. Um, but I do, I do think it's fun. I've really enjoyed in the last year what I will say with that, even with losing what's kind of on the tasting notes, I've really enjoyed the idea of bottle aging, you know, um, all these different beers and having like, I have a collection in my closet of probably 15 different cans that are just sitting there chilling. Um, I do think it's really fun to try the difference. Um, but again, uh, you have to, you all have to decide for you what, what your palate's going to go for and kind of what you think about beer and whether or not you're, uh, if waiting a year to drink a beer or six months even, um, like six months will make a substantial difference. We just did this with uh, – there's a pastry stout, the Donut Imperial Pastry Stout from Newport. Oh, yeah.
1: Their Pastry Stout series um,
0: ages really well. Six
1: months six oh, months man. of aging. Did that one really well. Um, we did a year and a half. We did an 18-month on uh, Sticky Monkey from Pirates and Walker. Yeah. Not as good. It was okay. Uh, everyone says uh, – checking out forums, again, because we're new to the bottle aging experience – uh, 18 months for Sticky Monkey is about prime time. Uh, you know, every beer is different. So Goose Island, it, it can age up to five years. Again, Jordan mm-hmm. saying it's subjective uh, depending on what, which part during the aging process you would prefer more. I think Sticky Monkey, ours was the best fresh to six months in our experience. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where we prefer, both of us. Um, and we also decided after drinking a Sticky Monkey that was aged for 18 months that Parabola blows it out of the water. <laughs> so... Right. Uh, I mean, that's... You know, the Sticky Monkey after 18 months, it is a Belgian quad. It's not as heavy as a Parabola, which is a, an Imperial Stout. Uh, I think the, the heavier beers do age a little bit better. Yep. Yeah. Um, and total. I mean... I'll hedge our
0: bet a little bit. We're not...
1: The Sticky Monkey
0: is one of the few Belgian beers we really really like.
1: Oh yeah, I don't like I do
0: like Belgians so, at all. Sure. Right, me too. Uh, I don't like I, don't, like I just them. don't like the yeast. So. Uh, it's just not my thing. Um, so if you're listening and you're someone who really likes Belgians, I mean, take that with a grain of salt, I guess. We think Parabola is way better. They're both fantastic beers.
1: We're also stout snobs too, so we like mm-hmm. stouts. So mm-hmm. that's
0: and I couldn't I couldn't say enough nice things about the whole lineup of Firestone's
1: Barrel oh, series. Oh, they're getting so many good barrel aged beers now. We like Parabola. Mm -hmm. We like Sticky Monkey. Mm -hmm. Uh, Velvet Merkin was okay. Um, That Uh, was the... Bravo uh, Bravo was really, really good. Uh, Helderado. Oh, I don't like barley wines, but Helderado is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's a blonde barley wine. I didn't like that
0: 2016
1: as much, though. No? I don't think it ages as well. Yeah, so that's, again, personal preference. We like them better fresh from uh, Firestone Walker. Um,
0: But I think... okay. Having had all four of these Goose Islands, that's a really nice segue into this. I was going to ask you this. Um, which one is your favorite of the four? 16. Me too. My man. is <laughs> a really close second, though. Oh, yeah. 17's trash in the flight, I think. I don't like it. Um, no, no,
1: it's It it was out too much in the bottle.
0: Um, and I think, to be honest, I'm, I'm willing to say that that has... A lot, probably a lot to do with how this one was stored.
1: It could um, be because we don't know how it was stored because it's a year and a half old. Right. You know. So, so uh,
0: if it was stored in like high heat, that'll kill a lot of the flavor. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you that 2017, we've had 2016 and 2017 and 2018. 2018 we thought was solid. 2017 was probably in the ballpark. Um, I don't, I think, if I'm being honest, I think 2018 we probably liked a little bit better. And then 2016, I remember that being a beer I fell in love with. That was one of my favorite beers of all time.
1: Yeah. Um, if you guys don't know uh, which you, I don't know how you would know. <laughs> Jordan and I exchanged this Goose Island for Christmas as a gift every year, and so mm-hmm. 16 was the first year we'd bought it uh, for each other. It was right before, um, so it comes out around Thanksgiving time. So we got Thanksgiving, uh, gave each other a bottle. Uh, you had quite an experience with well, mm-hmm. yours. Do you want to talk about it or not? No, I sure, have, that's fine. Let's um, <laughs>
0: So, my experience with this beer, I... Uh, we were
1: both pretty new to uh, drinking craft beer at the time. Like, mm-hmm. we both liked IPAs. Newcastle Brown was the business. You right. Know? So. Uh, <laughs> we, we knew a lot about
0: beer, but we didn't know a lot about craft beer. We knew a lot about the commercial stuff. We had tried a lot of the commercial stuff. Um, we both went through some personal issues and uh, with relationships, and uh, beer was just kind of how we got through our breakups and just hanging out and trying new things and talking about beer and developing a palate, and then that led to going to breweries. And uh, so we were about three or four months into that whole experience, and I drank this bottle solo. Which is not recommended
1: to drink any of these by yourself.
0: In about 20 minutes. And right after I finished it, he just had a sense about it and texted me about whether or not I'd had it and how good it was and all of that stuff. And I was pretty toast. Drinking on an empty stomach. Hadn't had food all day. Um, And was like on my knees but head killed over on my bed. Looking at my phone sideways, trying to <laughs> trying to text him back, and then it would take me forever to text back because I was super paranoid about coming off as a drunk texter. And because um, Jordan's a gentleman, right? <laughs> it was it was bad. It was, I'm not gonna lie; like it was, I was pretty gone. I, it, I'm very lucky there wasn't an emergency that required me to drive at that point because um, I wasn't gonna be able to do that. But yeah, we I mean we have yeah a three year stint with this beer. Now, Well, I guess technically two, but it's the third year. Um, 2015 is good. I think we would have really enjoyed having 2015 in its purest form to really compare. Oh, fresh. 2015 hits really hard for being as old as it is. Yeah, it
1: still does. It still does.
0: I th- it hits harder than 2016, which is surprising. Again, it goes back to the stores thing. Um, there's so many variables we haven't been able to account for. But um, the aging in and it, of itself... You can still taste the difference. The 2015, even though the the bourbon characteristic still hits really hard, the oakiness still hits really hard, the chocolate really pops out. It's a lot smoother in a lot of ways still. And then um, a lot, you know, the the subtleties will go and will be replaced by stronger characteristics of the beer that just sort of replace them. Um, all right, so let's reset with the 18.
1: Where is 18? Right here? Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: 18. And then we'll do, uh, we have two, um, just small pores. Um, we have two specialty editions of the 2018. That uh, guy at the Smart Mart over on, it's Fair Oaks and
1: San Juan. Fair Oaks
0: and San Juan. Thank you. In Fair uh, Oaks,
1: California, just before Carmichael, right next to Gold River. All that deal. Fantastic beer <laughs> yeah. store. He's uh, he's the business. There. He's
0: really great. We uh, almost don't go anywhere else now if we're looking for something specific. Um, he was kind of a jerk about it. Sold me on two really expensive bottles
1: of beer on my way out. We'll see if it's worth it. He, he's Jordan's grumpy because they're expensive. Twenty eight dollars a piece. But if they're amazing, then we're happy. <laughs> you'll feel good. That's right. So the story is though. Um this company goose island they put out special edition beers every year we tried to go find a limited edition version of this bourbon country style that we've been drinking that they only make a small batch of and it was sold out almost immediately and so i had little to no hope of finding the other uh, which is a, it's a vintage hold on let's let's it's, not gloss over that because i was confused uh, about it
0: learning about it um oh that's an amazing you, you know more about it than i do so it's
1: it's been aged an extra year, right? It's aged an extra year, and it's also aged in Elijah Craig bourbon barrels, which are a significantly better quality of bourbon than the standard US Island Bourbon Country beer. Cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So it's important, uh, I think, to highlight that because uh, uh, we haven't had it yet, but we're we're really
1: eager to oh, go find Johnson, some next year. So. It, yeah, we gotta wait till next year. So um, I'm not. I haven't mentioned the date because it is that competitive. I don't want you to take my beer. I want a beer (laughs) next year for us to split. So, So uh, secrets of the trade.
0: Instead, this year, we were able to get two specialty editions of the 2018. Um, One of them is the brand Midnight Orange Stout. So, it's a stout aged in bourbon barrels with orange peels and cacao nibs. Or, oh, cocoa, not cacao. Interesting. And So, cocoa nibs added. And then the other one... As if it needed more chocolate. Right. As if... <laughs> well, you know, this is fresh, so maybe it does. Um,
1: oh Yeah, that's true, because 18 didn't have as much chocolate as 16 did. 16 had a lot of that dark chocolate flavor. So
0: then the other one is a, a wheat wine ale aged in bourbon barrels. Hmm. So I think we should drink the wheat wine last. Okay. Um, so orange first. Orange first. So we're going to reset our palate with the 2018. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of interested to see, and see this one, even coming back around, doesn't smell as potent as the even the 2015, but I think hits hey, just as hard in a lot of ways.
1: Oh, it's just as hard, especially um, like, like 17 and 16 were very smooth. You don't taste, you, you have no clue that it's high alcohol content. You have to chew through 16 and 17 a little bit more. The 18 and six, 18 and 15 are both pretty easy to put down. Mm-hmm. But 18 by far is the most drinkable. It is the smoothest, easiest to eat. No, not 17. I thought 17 hit the. I'm coming mm-hmm. back to 18. 18's got a little bit more bite. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. so that's... I think 17. No, 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 you're correct. I think
0: 18 is definitely after 17. It's towards the... Of the four, it's towards the bottom of that spectrum at this point. So I guess
1: coming after uh, 15, this 18 sounds... It it tastes pretty... Because I think
0: think 15... I think 15 leaves the most bite in comparison, having been aged for three years. Yeah. Which
1: um, is interesting that it is. Because it has
0: just as much bite as the 18, whereas the 2016 is still my favorite. It has less bite, but, like, so much body to there's it. There's a
1: lot to that. Beer. Um, Eight, the 16 is the one you can slowly the, go through. The 2018 this. tastes a lot more, like, I can
0: taste the yeast a lot more in the 2018. Yeah. Um, uh, that was kind of my first impression when we, came, when we cycled back around. Um... So maybe the yeast is more active. For those of you who don't know a ton about beer, like the yeast is what creates the alcohol. So maybe mm-hmm. because this is fresher, the yeast is more active. Um, and maybe that's a proponent of the aging process. Uh, I don't actually know. But then um, maybe that also speaks to if they had different brewers over the four years or if um, the ingredients were less substantial. You know, maybe that's a batch thing. We don't really know. But I think it is cool to highlight that. I think the yeast is so much more prevalent in this 2018. Coming back yeah. around, I taste the Belgian quality in it so much more than I did anything else, any of the other beers. Um, yeah.
1: So I, uh, I'm going to admit this. I didn't understand the malt profile. It's a very complex malt profile, uh, which is uh, not surprising drinking these beers. But uh, the malts they used were 2 row. Black malt, caramel, chocolate, Munich 10, and roasted barley. Oh. All of those <laughs> with okay. uh, Millennium Hops. And uh, the average IBU for these is about 60, 55, 60.
0: Because
1: mm. they are stouts. They're not porters. They're stouts. So they're a little more bitter.
0: Yeah, we'll need to really kind of up our game on um, – we know IPA hops a lot. And in the next mm-hmm. year, as we, ca- we kind of talk about 2018, like things we really kind of need to up our game on. I think stat like dark beer hops and um, hop varieties of the not hoppy beers I think is kind of cool for us to sort of brush up on.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Millennium hops are, are hops that you don't see very often. Um, Do we know that though? I think that's my point. Like what see. if those are used in stouts a lot and
0: we had no idea – and we just – we're hearing about it through Goose Island versus like Citro Mosaic. We're like, yeah, it's – I mean, those are – if you made a West Coast oh, IPA yeah. without Citro Mosaic, you – I mean, you're probably you're, using Simcoe. That's a bad joke. Though. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: so Millennium Hops are uh, mild, herbaceous with elements of resin. So oh. I think the resin might be what's let's bring out that charred oak, that black flavor, the, the crispy flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get a lot of herbal stu- stuff to it, but the, maybe the, the mild characteristics of Millennium Hops are really easygoing as far as hops go. So maybe that's why they use them, so that the flavors come out of the barrel, they come out of the malt, come out from the yeast. More than the hops. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. I
0: don't know. It would be interesting to, to do some more research on that, I think. Um, to be honest, that's our, like probably my favorite part about beer. It's just kind of learning more, more and more about, about it as we go.
1: Uh, what well, we learned tonight they use like four or five different types of malt for this beer. Right. Which is pretty this intense. Is, right. This is the
0: third year drinking this beer and that's kind of the first time we've, we've thought to do that. Uh, Okay. You ready to crack the, the orange one?
1: Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, chocolate orange. Oh,
0: man. Let's see.
1: Um I love that goop, 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 goop Sounds. <laughs> We're like a, a little bit more than a whole bottle in at this point. If you guys noticed, or I didn't, you didn't notice, but if you noticed, Jordan, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, I feel it. We're doing <laughs> we're pretty good. Pretty good. I haven't had much to eat today, which was uh, my bad.
0: <laughs> I I've only coffee. had a little bit
1: of Taco Bell, but uh, we'll order pizza here in a little bit. Oh, we need. Oh man, smell this one. Mm. The orange isn't isn't really on the forefront. You really got to smell for the orange. No, I get the cocoa there. nibs
0: though a lot. Oh yeah. Oh man, yeah. you can Ooh. specifically cocoa. Like if you could think of, you know, if you guys, um, oh poem Before I sit mm. if you could really think about, you know, I recommend if you're gonna listen to this, grabbing a bottle of 2018
1: and drinking along, or 2017, or both. Yeah, drink along and with drinking at home. along, um, <laughs> but not too much, and not in one sitting. Right. Food. 100. <laughs> there's a lot. Of, um, there's like a safety checklist. You have because to do this. it's so right. strong. Um. Because I think uh,
0: this beer, if you could just like, if you could almost add just a cocoa packet to what we just had Ooh. with 2018, oh yeah, that's what you're smelling at least. Uh, cheers again.
1: It's bad cheers. luck. Cheers. Yep. Yeah. That orange, orange comes, comes out. out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the oh damn. Really comes out. But the cocoa versus cacao nibs, um, that cocoa being mm. more of that. If you the, the what comes to mind when I hear cocoa is like chocolate powder, like like hot chocolate. And that's exactly what I'm tasting with the orange in this one. So to me,
0: the cocoa replaces the the marshmallow feel you get. Mm-hmm. And then the orange peel kind of replaces that graham cracker that you get out of the 2018, specifically the 2018, not to be yeah. confused with them.
1: You get the rid of the all the sweet, so all the all the graham cracker, all the caramel notes. Those are orange. Mm-hmm. And then you have a little bit of an oak flavor at the end. Of that bitter. A little bit. Okay. Let me. The orange stays. The orange really stays in the aftertaste. It doesn't go away. It hangs in there.
0: Okay, so I taste the I taste the cocoa on the front of the palate. Mm-hmm. And I taste the orange peel on the back of the palate. Yep. And then that you're right, there's that that touch of oak. After way, it sits
1: for a minute. Way later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> For as uh, as gimmicky as it sounded, right, with chocolate I don't know orange. if it's $28 good, but if he had another one at the store right now and we
0: were buying beer, I'd think about it. Oh, yeah. I'd probably, probably age <laughs> – now that we know my personal preference, I'd probably mm-hmm. buy another one and age it. Age it for a year? hmm Yeah. If he still had him at the store, I'd buy another one and age it. Uh, he probably doesn't, um, which means I almost want to buy two of each kind. Next year, but for those listening, it's it's like $100, $115 in beer for, for those four bottles.
1: <clears throat> for the four we just had plus the two? No,
0: I mean if I – so this was $28 just for the uh-huh. bottle. So I'm saying next year, if I wanted to buy one to drink mm-hmm. and one to age of each kind, it's $115 basically.
1: Oh, for the both of the, the wheat beer and the orange.
0: Mm-hmm. If I wanted
1: to buy oh, the yeah, orange yeah, yeah. 2019
0: and the wheat mm-hmm. wine 2019 – Assuming they make those, because that's actually the first time I've seen those, Um, which isn't to say that they haven't happened before. Uh, I think Chris and I have both been so fascinated with the Bourbon County as it is. Um, Like, if we had to do a top five all-time beer list, I'm almost certain that Bourbon County would be top three for both of us. Almost certain. Top three beer all-time.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, and so
0: much of that comes down to, you know, a personal relationship. Like, this is one of the first beers that really got us into the stouts. It's, uh,
1: it's a very, very uh, complex beer, too. So it's it's never boring to drink this beer. Uh, you, you always have to chew through it. If you take your time, a nice sniffer, and you, uh, you know, cup it really, really well. Um, you want to drink that one first? Or No.
0: I figured. Okay, hold on. Pause. Do we when we dr- finish the wheat wine? Do we want to go? How do you want to drink through the rest of it? 2018 back down through it,
1: or I was gonna say start with 15 and then go back through. Go back up. 15, 18, 17, 16, end with 16. Um, having all six, that's a whole different conversation of which ones to drink. Uh, you know, what, so basically you want to start with your least favorite. And end with your favorite. We haven't even opened the wheat uh, barrel-aged one yet, mm-hmm. so I don't know what a wheat wine is. And I'm assuming it's a little bit different than a barley wine, but similar because it's wheat. All I know but, is a stout. It says <laughs> County Stout on it. I hope. I guess. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know very that actually. actually. Yeah. So, oh, we might have to hit the pause button here in a minute and order some pizza and, and get our, uh, our wits back about us because I'm feeling pretty. Toasty, we gotta get
0: through the the wheat wine though
1: <sighs> yeah we did do. okay Whew. yeah let's see we've uh, i posted a video on uh social media of the six varieties we're trying tonight and I've gotten a very, I would say, healthy response. Did you put to, it on Facebook? It's on Facebook. Uh, it's on Snapchat. It's on – I'm going to put it on Instagram in a minute. Douchebag, you didn't tag me in it. I didn't tag you. That's right. You don't like me tagging your stuff on Facebook. This was oh, – okay, was, fine. <laughs> I, this is one of the few things I really was looking forward <sighs> to. Okay, let me tag you. Hold on. Hold on. Pause, guys. I'm going to tag Jordan in the video. You mean a healthy reception to you. Four likes and one comment. And then uh, probably about twenty Snapchat messages, a bunch of text messages, okay. Facebook messages. Okay, so what's the reception then? Let's, let's talk about that. That's, I guess, a lot of people. Um, this is new to them also, and they've been really excited about uh, us doing our not only our our flight, our vertical of the four years of Goose Island, uh, but also uh, the fact that we're doing. The podcast. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have been asking me, uh, "When's the second podcast coming out? When's this?" <laughs> I mean, no, but I, we beta tested the first podcast. We did our, you know, our pre-release for sure. We had about thirty people or so that really enjoyed it, which ended up we we wanted to do a really really short uh, initial uh, podcast, which I feel bad about. It ended up being an hour and forty minutes. And that's after we cut out a bunch of stuff. So it was originally three hours. Yes, exactly. This. <laughs> If you want to know about beer, we we know about beer. We, we talk about beer. This is what we do every Sunday. We get together. Uh, so we, we have a lot to say. 100%. Uh, this one tonight might be similar in like well, – The problem is if we don't so. do
0: episodes frequently
1: enough. Like if we, no. did episode,
0: if we did episodes every week, they'd probably be down to 15, 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, that would be boring though. 100%. No, I agree. Oh, but I But I I'm Woo. just talking about
0: why things are the way they are. Um, okay, before you finish that idea,
1: wheat wine? What are the tasting notes? What does the bottle say? The bottle says, <laughs> government warning. Okay. Um,
0: there are no tasting notes, man. What? It just says, wheat wine, ale,
1: aged in bourbon barrels. Let's go for this. Let's do this. Freestyle. Yeah. Ooh, it's it's semi-not-dark. That's a lot lighter. Yeah, so the uh, the color profile for Goose Island Bourbon Country is characterized as midnight. As in, it's black, you cannot see through it, there's no it's light tar. transmission. It's, it's like it's, you yeah. kind
0: of fear for your kidneys coming out of this. Yeah.
1: Whereas this is. It's kind of an amber, it's kind of a red. It's got the pushing of a,
0: pushing towards the lighter end of the brown spectrum.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It smells very similar. All right, let's
0: find out. Cheers. Let's just do this.
1: Wow. That's it's good. That's really – you can taste the alcohol on that one though.
0: Uh, So much smoother than the rest of them as far as the, when I'm talking about overall
1: body. I think yeah. In, initially – Initially um, you get past that hump. Like when it went, first got in my mouth a little bit of burn it's, that alcohol is so this right reminds there. me of a it's basically a darker Heldorado to me yeah oh yeah Heldorado is not which a, is a barley wine versus this is a wheat wine um and you're talking a difference of about uh two or three percent abv this is 15.4 oh boy yeah that's that's the initial um, you put it in your mouth you drink it you taste that a little bit of a burn uh, it's kind of like wine, like a good a good white wine. It's got a little bit of that acidity and burn, but once you're past that, it's very short lived. Like you're saying, very smooth, very lovely, uh, very a little bit sweet, right?
0: Yeah. Um, but what's nice about this versus the Eldorado? Um, I like the mm. the increase in body. You know what I mean? If I if you had to talk about like the Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. Versus the Firestone Heldorado. this is kind of right in the middle. That grain, the fact that this uses a darker grain, Mm. really puts it right in the middle. You know what this Um, reminds
1: me of? hmm. Red trolley. How? It's that once the uh, initial flavor goes away, that initial slap in the face, you get a really nice caramel. Like a barrel-aged red trolley? You get get a, a nice red caramely toffee. Um, really kind of sweet. Bond, you know? Okay, fine. So. We're gonna
0: reroute really quick. You keep giving me shit about how I'm the one with the disposition for reds over you, and yeah, lately you reds. you have one now too. I appreciate reds. Jordan really likes reds.
1: Uh, if we go to a brewery, and Chris is in denial, and Jordan we, is not. If we go to a brewery and they have a red, Jordan's getting it. That's all I'm saying. If I get a flight, if you get a flight, well, yeah, that's we we do that. Most of the time at new places. We'll get a flight. Yeah, correct.
0: Yeah. And if I I'm may or may fly, not get right. the red. Probably, you're right. That's fair. The red is probably on it. Hold on. It's probably not on Chris's. But once I have him try it, he thinks it's really great and it's yeah. one of the better beers on the board. That's right. So I'm just a bit more honest about my beer preference, I guess. Apparently so. We'll, we'll pray for liars tonight. That's what I'll do. What? hmm What? People who lie to themselves. I don't lie to myself.
1: The podcast will beg to differ. Other things more, I guess. That's not true. I don't don't know. Don't Don't make me plead the pint. It's too early. We just started, Jordan.
0: Okay. (laughs) I'm going to say something really blasphemous, though. This is... Okay. And yet you
1: changed my mind. This is the worst beer we've had all night. Okay. So... Easy to say, mm-hmm. since we've had three ounce pours of everything tonight. Would you rather have a full pint of the orange chocolate, or this orange uh, orange chocolate? Do you think so? You don't think you get tired of it? One hundred percent. I really like the orange chocolate. Actually, it's the, really
0: good. But the only it's beer like, that this might be better than, in my opinion, is the twenty seventeen. And I'm willing to bet that that's only because it's been aged that way. And I think that is very rooted in a preference search. We don't really do barley wine. Yeah. And wheat wine, whatever that true. is. True. Very true. And with that said, this is still a good beer. But this, oh, is, this is not $28 good. worth of beer.
1: It's not. No. So here's here's The, the orange chocolate I'm willing to be sold on. So what we're talking about, guys, the difference. You go to a, a brewery and you pay 7 bucks for a pint. Um... This is basically paying, what is it, it's a, it's a 20, it's not a 22, it's like a 20 and a half or something like that, it's a little bit less than 22, right? Mm-hmm. And you're paying 30 bucks for it, so you're basically paying... $14 for a pint. Yeah. I'll pull the
0: trigger on a $15 in, like, barrel-aged stout,
1: and for the no most problem. part, those are better, like we just had that one you wanted to talk about, the, the New Glory uh, Infinite Void that just came out on Black Friday, blows this out of the water... For the same price. Mm-hmm. Right, right? So, like, that's – they're both barrel-aged. Uh, they're not the same type of beer, but – Right, th- so, so two
0: things. One, I do think that our, our palate lends itself more to Stouts versus Barley Wine. Like, we don't like Barley wines as much. Yeah. Two, I think this is a very well-made beer. There's just a
1: ton of well-made beer on the menu tonight. And three yeah. – um, I think you're right. I just did a mouthful of that. Uh. I just think it's overpriced. Yeah, Woo. yeah, it's a little bit overpriced, but it's still good.
0: Um, I, I mean, within the six beers we've had, if you include you know the Bourbon County Stout, each vintage, and then the the special edition versions, there's six. Mm-hmm. This wheat wine, it doesn't. Hold, I think, to be honest, it's probably better than the 2017. I think saying hey, it's the worst beer we've had all night, make a case for it. You
1: can't oh. really. So I, mean, I, I think it's realistically, comparison. I think it's better than the 2017. So, most so we're comparing Rolls Royce to Bentley to My Back to you name it, uh, where most people would be totally fine with the worst uh, tasting of the night being a Mercedes Benz. Correct. You know what I'm saying like that's 100%. That's I mean, 100%. these are all fantastic beers. We're just stacking them up against each other. And this is our – or at least favorite it doesn't mean it's a, it's a bad beer. So it's still a very good beer. 100% uh,
0: worth trying. It's funny. like So as much as it might not be worth the price, I would – if they if they put nineteen ninety nine on the price, I'd still try it. But so I can go back to the, to the version of Jordan that was two weeks ago when we bought it mm-hmm. and tell him the exact same thing. He's going to pull the trigger. He's going to try it. Yeah, He's going to find out for himself. So, so in guess, that sense, is, I guess it's worth the $28. Do you regret
1: buying it? No. There you go. You try it once. It's 100%. worth a try. 100%. And that's the whole point of the experience. You try a, a different variety, a different take on So I'll stack it right? up as movies, so,
0: right? Yeah. Um, most of the Bourbon the Bourbon County stats we've had tonight are movies that you'll see twice in the theaters. Yep. You can't wait to have it a second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2015, 2016, those are absolutely movies I'd see twice. Probably this oh, yeah. Bourbon County Orange is in that movies I'd see twice. Mm-hmm. Versus movies I'm gonna see once that I really liked that I am going to buy. Um, yeah, that's probably 2017, 2018 regular. Um, 16. Well, no, 16 was in 16 and seven or 15 and 16. Oh, are you We're,
1: talking about like wait till they come out on DVD and then watch them? Yes. Oh yeah. okay. Hold on, we'll reroute. 15, 16 <laughs> are the ones that you're gonna see multiple
0: times in theaters. Oh yeah. Oh, and then yeah. you'll buy them still because they're that great. Um, 17, or and the orange one's in that category as well. There's three mm-hmm. of them. The 17 and the 18 to me are in the beers that you'll see once. You know, the movies that you'll see once. And yeah. then you may or may not buy them, but they were worth seeing in the theater. You, enjoy, you didn't regret seeing in the theater. This wheat wine, while it's worth the theater admission, is trending towards that list of things that you'll wait
1: till you can rent it. Like you'll
0: red box it. You might buy it it's, after you red yeah, box it red box d- that's d-
1: a good an- analogy there it's depending it's a definitely red on, box movie
0: like it's like a it's like a date night like a good date night movie um, mm-hmm. but it's it, it's not as good as the other ones I don't think and that's very rooted in my personal preference but that's kind of, I mean I don't think this is the worst beer of the night but I think this is my least favorite beer of the night
1: Yeah, they're that's the funny part. They're all amazing beers. Like I, I think if I found another one of these um, barrel-aged wheats, like in March or April, and we just wanted to have fun one night and drink a a strong beer, and it wasn't thirty bucks, maybe it was twenty bucks, like you're saying. Yeah, I might be tempted to buy it again, even it being the least favorite of the six. I still might buy another one. I don't think it fits well
0: in the series. I think that's kind of my issue. Yeah, I think the, the series, series comes is, with an agenda that yeah. um, I wanted something darker. I think it's a little too light for the series. Yeah. I think it's a good beer.
1: Um, so I guess this this is a good time to bring up the conversation between um, Goose Island's Barrel Age series versus uh, our other favorite, which is... Um, Firestone. Firestone Walker. Okay. I
0: mean, I think this is better than Eldorado. It's better than Heldorado. But I will say, I think that Firestone has a better collection.
1: Oh, yeah. They, they definitely, I think uh, the bread and butter for Goose Island is their Bourbon Country Stout. That's what they're they doing. That's the one that they spend the most time on. They make the most of it. It's That's the one they've nailed down 100%. Mm-hmm. Versus Firestone Walker, uh, most of their beers that they barrel age are really, really good in their distinctive. And they have their own individual qualities, mm-hmm. and none of the, it would be really hard for us to take a Firestone Walker series and drink all of them back to back to back and try to compare them all because they're all kind of different. Hundred percent,
0: it would be hard. I mean, it'd be cool to do a flight. Maybe that's an idea of the Firestone Walker barrels. Yeah, so it'd be one an expensive episode and two <laughs> probably a cool yeah. episode to kind of see oh, yeah. um, what qualities were coming out of the beer. Um. Within that flight, but I think it'd be really hard to compare them. I think our favorites within that series would be purely personal preference.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which would be probably Parabola and uh, Sticky Monkey. Oh, Sticky Monkey. And Bravo and would be close there.
0: Yeah. I mean, as great as Holdorado is, I think it'd be towards the bottom. I think it'd be the same thing as this, which again, I think amplifies uh, yeah. that idea that we don't do barley wine
1: as much. Which is funny because I like more barley wine beers than I like Belgians. And I think I'd prefer sticky muggy over Hel Dorado most days. We need to try a new Hel Dorado. True. We have a twenty
0: sixteen Heldorado, I think the most of the Firestone series ages pretty well. Yeah. Um I personally have a Bravo I'm pretty sure it's a it's either Bravo or Parabola in my collection that I'm aging right now. One of the mm. two which I think just speaks to my affinity for the Firestone series. The 2016 Hilderado did not age well. And we're talking beer that was in the fridge, yeah. like it looks like it was stored in the fridge,
1: still didn't age well. It just, that's one of those beers where it's it got kind of mild, and you don't want it to be very mild. You, you like the, the barley wine characteristics, which are tart, um, kind of in your face, yeah. snappy. If you took you those, those. characteristics
0: away, it's just a little. It's like an Oaky Blondale. Yeah, what it turned into. It kind of got a little bit too tame. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> which I guess take that in consideration. If those of you listening are thinking about aging your beers, uh, like I have a collection that's aging. It's really kind of fun. I had a lot of reservations about aging my beers.
1: Um, I want to finish off the. Uh well, yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah, we can do the wheat. I feel.
1: First. I figure if we're gonna we finish off the rest of these bottles, we've been doing like three ounce pours of each one. Um, I think that this is the one we're gonna finish off first.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll probably uh, end the, you know, we'll we'll take a break here in a minute. Um, well, or maybe we won't. I don't know. But if at some point we take a break, we'll probably be drinking beer long past the podcast has ended. Just to well,
1: we still have to recap our year. hundred percent. Yeah, I don't so know if you want
0: to do pizza and then recap, or recap the I, pizza.
1: I think that would be very beneficial for us to pizza and, and then, then recap, recap yeah. because we're both getting a little tossed right <laughs> that's now. That's what I
0: think. Uh, <laughs> so, so we're finishing off the the wheat wine. I think that's probably my least favorite beer of the night. It's a close between that and 2017 Goose Island. Um We'll, we'll sort of speak to that. We like to do power rankings of the beers that we we drink in a, any given night. Um, it's still good. It's still good. This it's, is a still a
1: good beer. I mean, beer. the
0: longer we talk about it, the more I'm like, you know, Here, for a it. first-time buyer... the Try 20, it again. It's been <laughs>
1: about five minutes. Try it again. <laughs> Taste
0: it. It's a good beer. It's good. I Again, for the first-time buyer, $28 is worth the price point. If you've had it before, Ugh. you probably know what I'm talking about. I wouldn't spend the money a second time.
1: So would you say if they've never bought a barrel-aged barley wine before, start with Helderado? Because that was like 15 bucks? I would go and with – to be honest, I would probably rather have if – well, okay. Someone's that's, never had one before. So start with the barley wine from, from Barstone Walker. So I didn't really
0: like barley no? wine. And Heldorado has a special place in my heart because yeah. that – that, remember last Christmas – you said, hey, well, we're going to have to go to Dorado. That's a barley wine. We actually had it on New Year's Eve when your your uh, Crazy Uncle Dave and Aunt Amy came to town. Oh, that's right. I, um, he's not crazy. He just talks a lot.
1: <laughs> no, he's cool. <laughs>
0: uh, I just make it a point to call him Crazy Uncle Dave. Uncle Scooter. Um, and um, we had that barley wine, and I thought it was going to be crappy, and it ended up being really good. Um, also, but, side note to that conversation is... Chris and I have done multiple flights trying to dethrone the Bourbon County Stout, the Goose Island, and it really just outclasses so many barrel-aged stouts from uh, craft, local craft, sack stouts that we've had to even like Coconut Narwhal from Sierra Nevada, uh, like barrel-aged Coconut
1: Narwhal. Like Goose Uh, Island just outclasses so many. That's right. They had the Into the Woods series. That's pretty good. But Coconut Narwhal was probably the best of that Into the Woods series. However, I would say that uh, – I think you and I had the 18 Goose Island recently. and You said that the uh, Infinite Void uh, Black Friday special for 2018 from New Glory beat the snot out of it. But now having 16 again – you know what I mean? Fifteen
0: That's, and sixteen are, I think, I would rather have than Infinite Void. But it, it's close. We're talking about eighteen, in its, right? In its purest form or aged, fifteen mm-hmm. or sixteen, I think, are better than New Glory's Infinite Void. Mm-hmm. I th- I still think Infinite Void beats us out of,
1: out of eighteen and sure as hell seventeen. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. It's good. That was a good beer. It was really, really good. And I think think, uh,
0: Molo Blaster from the New new Glory Moxa collaboration that we just had, um, I think it's close. I think 15 and 16 still blow it out of the park, which 2019, so we'll we'll both need to age a 2018 because we're like that. Um, I don't think 2018 Goose Island's enough to where I'll probably buy two or three bottles of it. I'll age one. Well, actually,
1: well, so I need to buy a minimum five of it, huh, to age them for the, the next couple flights. I think yeah, you have more discipline than I do because I would buy two or three just to get me through 2019. So I'm probably going to buy three, drink one okay, right so away. Okay, so you buy two or three. And then drink one in June, drink and one. And we'll drink those throughout fall. the year. I'll buy five yeah. and we'll so, age those.
0: Yeah. So in the next five years, we have a 2018. That would be – Come back
1: to it. Yeah, um, that would be that, That's the way to do it because I, I was asked about that. So how do we compare the different years? And there's so much variation, uh, variation in storage, variation in production. Realistically, methods, you can't. So, I mean, we did it. Yeah. we
0: we're like, I mean, the hypocrisy in that is that we, we we're doing a, a beer podcast where we're trying to. Um. But. I think it's just a cool exercise in just sort of expecting what's, like, the general characteristics of what bottle aging a beer is going to do. It's mm. going to mellow it out, um, but it's going to give it a little bit more low end. You know, if you think of, like, a car stereo, it's is going to take some of the treble out, add some more of the bass. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and so if, you, if you're, if you from a beer perspective, if you're looking for more of the base. Go for it. And to be honest, if I can speak ob- as objectively as possible, it's not necessarily better or worse. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Um. I think. I think uh, 2016 Jordan would rather have 2016 fresh. Um, but having had a fresh 2018, I'm really interested to try 2018 aged. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, even yeah.
0: this, this orange peel, uh, the cocoa nibs and orange peel, if I can find another bottle of it, I'm going to spend another $28 on the bottle. Well, we know where to and, get it. And, mm-hmm, and I'm going to age another one if That's I right. can. Um, he's yeah. probably sold out, but if he wasn't, I would probably buy another one. And it's so good that in 2019, I'm definitely going to buy two bottles of it. And if he, they come out with the 2019, we, why, I'm only going to buy one. I'm still going to buy it because it's the 2019 version. Only going to yeah. buy one, and they're going to have to prove themselves to me where I think, hey, aging, this is worth it. But I do think if you're thinking about aging some beers, as long as you stay over 10.5, I typically lean towards 12, 12, and a half, 12 to 12.5 12 and above percent is percent ABV is mm-hmm. usually what I'll age. Um, if it's double digits, I'll still pull the trigger and just try it, but I'm not as hopeful for it. But I do think that it's absolutely worth trying to age your beers if you're trying to just, uh, you know, Chris and I, we really enjoy just trying new things and challenging our palates and trying to, you know, we're still growing. Um, we're, we, we like to think we're, we're black belts in beer tasting. We can taste a lot of different things. We can usually guess the Mm -hmm. hop varieties and beers, um, Versus, like, third-degree black belts that are, you know, that's two grades above us. There's usually the home brewers and people who, just, who still know more. We still have a, yeah. a lot of room to grow. But um, I still think that, you know, every, every beer in this in this podcast is so worth trying. Um,
1: Again, we're comparing the best barrel-aged beers that we've ever had to each other. <laughs> so, Because I mean,
0: even this, right, even this wheat wine... If Firestone dropped like a – if they called it a brown barley wine or a brown mm-hmm. Helderado or something like that, mm-hmm. we'd probably be all about it. But yep. because it's it's within the context of the Bourbon County series, it's kind of when we take a step back and we're like, well, it's good. It's not as it's not as good yeah. as the rest of them. But those were stouts. To be honest, I came in with the agenda that all of these were stouts without having read the labels, um, which is kind of on me. Uh well mostly on me. But uh this is still good. The longer we try it, you know, we sort of talked about it earlier, you know, as it warms up, the more flavors come out of it. I think it does have some characteristics, so I guess I'll I'll revise my like first buyer spend the twenty eight dollars. I wouldn't spend twenty eight dollars on it again mm-hmm. um just because of the price point, unless you decide you really love it. But yeah, I would um I would spend it on more of the Stout, the, Stout, the Goose Island Stout series. I think yeah. I think the, the Hel Dorado, if you're getting um, a vintage that isn't more than two years old. Yeah. The 2018, <clears throat> if, if we got a 2017 Hel Dorado or 2018 Hel Dorado, I'd be very on board with that. Whereas the I, 2016 uh, Hel Dorado, I'm not as on board with.
1: Well, that, that comes into uh, a play with the uh, different beers and how they age differently. Uh, this one, well, not these two. We had not, the, not the orange, not the wheat, because we have no experience with those. But the specifically the Bourbon County Standard Imperial Stout um, has a five-year aging. Uh, basically, changes characteristics over five years. Uh, we know Sticky Monkey changes between uh, you know fresh bottle to 18 months. So it's something to consider. We might have to find a brand new Eldorado. And then age two bottles and try them at six months. Try them at one year aged, and see what that makes the difference. Because sixteen, uh, it's it's already two two and a half years old. It that might be too much for that particular beer.
0: That's fair. It sure. might have been aged beyond its prime. Right. So
1: that's something else to consider. Age beer is different, and there's a different prime time for drinking mm-hmm. it depending on your palate, uh, or depending on that that type of beer and how it's made. Mm-hmm. So. Which is a nice plug for in. Uh, late April, early May,
0: we're gonna be cracking open a sour that I've just left sitting in my closet for a year, and we should probably record that. It's uh, a yeah. If you follow Track Seven, they have an Oh Yeah series. Oh. Uh, I think they have five versions of Oh Yeah. Well, We've had so three good. of them. Mm. Mm. They're usually really good. They they have a it's kind of like a Kool Aid sour series. They had a great. A grape sour is the oh yeah version four or three three because two was watermelon okay oh yeah the version three the grape one whatever it is I forget what number it is it doesn't matter um the grape series where we aged we're gonna age for a year just to see what happens and it's either gonna taste really great or really not so great so we'll do we should probably record that.
1: So, uh, the way that sours go, most sours, when you age them, they get a little bit more tart. If you barrel age them, they get really, really, really tart. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can age them, they don't get as tart as they could be. Uh, the kettle sours are pretty mild. And so, if it's a kettle sour and it's aged, it's going to be pretty... It's still going to be pretty mild when you crack it open. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah, version two, fantastic. That was the watermelon. Oh, yeah, version three grape was pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm excited. And we did have four or five. No, we didn't. Well, no, we busy didn't have years. four or five. Um, it was a busy year. We had a lot going on.
0: Yeah, Track Evans cam releases are really exclusive.
1: Yeah, they're um, one of those breweries where they make just enough of the beer to uh, try it on tap for like a week. And then everything else they can, and once it sells out, it sells out, and they usually sell out the day of. So if you're not there, you don't get any. And you know, it's kind of part of my, uh, I guess my chappy buns. I don't know what you want to call it, but <laughs> like I don't have all the time in the world to be going down to uh, track seven all the time and trying that beer. And I, I wish I could because everything they've done in the camera release has been fantastic.
0: Well, someone who's gone out to the cam releases later in the day, because I'll make it a point on Saturday, so drive out, I can tell you less than 25% of the cam releases, there's been anything left by 5.30, 6 o'clock, which I think is is pretty typical for a lot of breweries. Uh, I work weekends, so it's a little tricky. Chris works weekends, so it's a little tricky. So we're not as able to go out to the um, the cam releases, which you know when yeah. we do our next segment, for this episode, which is about, you know, uh, 2018 in review, kind of thinking about the beer we've had, um, we haven't been able to try as much as other people have had, or have been able to, so it's kind of, uh, it's been discouraging, and we've had some stuff on draft when the cans were gone, but it's hard sometimes, you know, like, other people can get to the brewery when they open, and we, we can't.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, Yeah.